You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I can't see you, Kenny. There he is. How are you? Internet, he looks fine. He looks fine. Kenny, what is mascara? That's the stuff you put on your eyes. One time, the makeup Wait, lady- Wear on your eyes. Wear on your eyes. Your eye- eyelashes. Okay, good job. Kenny, what is a pencil skirt? What is a pencil skirt? Pencil skirt. It's probably like a fine tip thing you do for your eyebrows. No, it's a type of skirt. It's a type oh. of skirt. Do you know what a skirt is? A skirt is not a dress. It's half of a dress. Correct. A pencil skirt is, do we know? Well, now that it's, we're out of the makeup world, I thought we were talking about <laughs> mascara. No, then. I'm quizzing you. Pencil. Oh, a pencil skirt. I know what it is. It's like they're really it? cool. They're kind of like straight down. They don't flow yes, good out. Good job. Good job. Okay. Yeah, it's like one more. One final fitting. question. You're doing okay so far. One final question. Every cis male always messes this one up. Are you ready? How long do you keep a tampon in for? <laughs> Four hours. That's a, okay. That's a good. That's a good answer. You can go a little longer, but that's a good answer. I'm proud of you. Thank you. He's got daughters. Four daughters. I'm proud of you. Ready? You might know her from Parks and Rec. Curb your enthusiasm. Just finished his head writer uh, for this guy Spielberg. Tiny Tunes for two seasons. Writing movies. All around nice lady. That's her bio. You might know her because you went to high school with her. You might know her because she was your Uber food delivery person last night. You might you might know her, but not as I do. Uh, I know Allison, Allison Becker, actor, commercial, product endorser, everything. Because uh, a long time ago, we made a show at ESPN, Josh Shelov, Todd Pellegrino, We've been through this because you've already heard the Aubrey Plaza episode, um, her movie Emily the Criminal. I'm giving a high rating, by the way. But Allison, Aubrey, Ben Schwartz, John Glazer. I'm going to get everybody who was involved in Main Street, principally because I'm trying to sell Main Street 2.0, like we're trying to take that out. And what the hell? Why wouldn't I just pitch it right here? Because there might be that person listening that goes, wow, Ben's funny, Aubrey's funny, Allison's funny. John's funny. Kenny's doesn't have to do much. Just let them be funny. Stay out of the way. Kenny, how long have you been trying to bring this this TV show back? Since it went off, which was 11 years ago. But, you know, Rocky took 40 years, okay? Uh, Allison Becker, how are you? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm happy. I'm seeing Gretchen again tomorrow. We I went to Las Vegas with a daughter and a friend. 
Went to Los Angeles to drop off one of our daughters. Came to Seattle to see friends and go to Mariners and see Sue Bird hang out. And now I'm talking to you. So I'm uh, I'm in Florida right now, and it is a very hot down here. It's the well, the whole planet actually is. Um, <laughs> so anywhere you go, you could say those words. Um, so I'm on technically sort of vacation. So really checked right. out. Do you have an opening statement to help just fill us into the top of the show? Uh, this morning, I went outside with some hedge clippers, like the battery-operated one. And I uh, I did some topiaries. Is that what it's called? It, yeah, if you really did topiary. it. I think probably I did some topiary. I don't think you really did that. You probably just clipped what? some bushes Wait. and called it that. No. Why do you not believe in me? Because I don't look topiary like or because i'm a woman i topiary that shit i don't know why there you're was... bringing gender into this i said nothing about <laughs> male female what constitutes topiary there's no way there's no way if they were a topiary expert a pra someone practicing in that craft watching you do whatever the hell you did today there's I no i can show you that i did some balls show me a picture i'm a i don't know if you can see this See those balls? Look at that. Look how good those are. Can are you those, see that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Are those ferns? I don't know what they are. I don't know the species. Why are you standing up? Because my ankle hurts and I'm my legs are sore, so I'm stretching okay. while we talk. But nobody can see that except the people who can see it. He's, he's standing up, y'all. He's stretching. I like, I'm like one okay? of those high-action, high-motor executives who doesn't have a table. Just walks around his office. Well, I'm doing that. <laughs> Do you know those guys? They're in Hollywood, right? They're all. It's all all of them in Hollywood. So they at, all got a weird thing yeah. that they do, like stand up for meetings. As we tape this, uh, the episode with Joel McHale—that's not name dropping. That's promoting our show—is uh, on right now. And I remember asking him something that I want to ask you similarly. Like, how weird is it? You just kind of. You just kind of noted how weird it is in your way. Joel was sort of a big defense. Yeah, Hollywood's weird, of course, but those who put it down, he's like, I love it. Like, yeah, is it weird? Is it kind of silly at times? Is it this or that? But at the it's same time- It's preposterous. It is preposterous, but it's a fun way to make a living, isn't it? It's a super fun way to make a living, and you have to re keep reminding yourself of that. I don't like when actors take themselves too seriously- because at the end of the day, we're getting paid to play pretend. And that's pretty silly. Like, even if you're very good at playing pretend, I mean, good for you. But you're still playing pretend. You're not saving lives. How so, did, like, come on. How does your boyfriend, Max, know when you are acting or you're being you? I mean, if I'm really good, he doesn't. I know. That's almost unfair. I think it, good actors, I'm not talking, you know, a lot of people can get up and remember a line and, you know, pull it up. But there's other, like, real acting where there's subtleties to it. You could be doing that all the time. I mean, I could, I guess, but I don't think I'm, maybe this means I'm a bad actor. I don't think I'm a good liar. Like, if I'm being myself, I can't lie. I think it's just, like, ingrained Catholic guilt in me from when I was a kid. I can't. I don't like lying. I'm not good at it. This it's just, like... Our second like second of three uh, episodes with Catholic guilt as a theme. <laughs> Aubrey, Look at this! I'm sitting on I'm sitting on my mom's desk right now. <laughs> you know what she has on the desk. There you go. It's a little pope. Well, I just got a Sue Bird bobblehead. So there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Aubrey was talking about wearing her school uniform to her first day at NYU, kind of to be <laughs> funny. 
And then I she said, her. but it sort of backfired. Like, the, oh, God, who's this weirdo? You know. <laughs> I love it. When did you think you would succeed to the extent that you succeeded? I'm sure you got many other ambitions, but you're doing pretty well. You're doing cool things. You've been on cool things. You get offers. Thanks. Like, all I mean, those things I, are good. I still feel like I haven't succeeded. I mean, you know how it is. You wake up one day and you're in your forties and you're like, when am I going to do it? When am I going to like be doing the thing I want to do? Or when am I going to be able to like relax and stop hustling? It doesn't really happen. Uh, but I have had moments of it. Like when I was on parks and rec, I was like, this is cool. I made it. And when I was on curb enthusiasm, that was, of course. That was fun. Well, yeah, I didn't say like, it's time to settle down. You've done enough. I didn't mean it that way. I meant you are making, li- making a living doing what you wanted to do. And when you left me, You've done a few things. This is what, 2006? I don't know when you- I didn't you... leave you, Kenny. I, I no, didn't leave we remain... you. I meant leave that show that we were doing. I knew what you were And meant. left me behind. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you, there had to be some apprehension. I know other people have gone out like, I'm going west. I'm going to California, you know. That's Nate... right. When I was doing Main Street, I was in the middle of moving That's... to California. I thought yeah. so, or right after, yeah. I couldn't remember the, the chronology of it. But that's no, a, you're right, because the last season I was flying back to do them. That's a big venture. And if I have two before four daughters together, but my original two are now out in the workforce. One of them, the next one's a senior, like they're going to be doing whatever it is they do. So as a parent, I bet that's something to hear your child say, I'm going to Hollywood, mom. God, I'm going to go make it out there. If I had a kid who wanted to be an actor, listen. It's, it's just not, it's fun. It's really fun, but it's just hard and it's not stable. It's not stable income. Did you work like, other jobs? Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I like did what? everything. Name some jobs you've had in Los Angeles in the last 12 years. I, well, luckily in the past 12 years in Los Angeles, I've pretty much been acting and writing and a little bit of teaching. But when I was in New York, before I like was a full-time actor, I worked at a record label. I worked in finance. I worked in PR. Um, I did a lot of temp work. I was a bartender. I was a waitress. I was a hostess. Paying I did bills. What? Paying bills as Paying bills. everyone has to do. I mean, some people don't have to because they have rich families, but I had to pay some bills. What do you think of the student debt relief, the story that's in the news? It's fantastic. I, let's, I don't, let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Well, it's funny. The arguments that immediately... Ensue oh immediately because well, a certain amount the of people, argument. Well, a certain amount of people have been trained to be fearful of the word socialism, and now yeah. they've, they've added so the argument woke has been added to like, that as well. Um, what about the people who already paid off their debt? It's like what? Well, Wait, that doesn't make any. This is what this sounds like to me. That sounds like you walk up on someone and they need your help. They're bleeding, right? And you're like. I can't help you because this other dude was bleeding and he stopped his own bleeding. And if I stop your bleeding, it's going to make him feel really bad. That's a good analogy. Mine is more just the bigger picture. We as a society, we as taxpayers, this country subsidizes all sorts of things. You know, soybeans, right? Rich people, they get subsidized. They don't call it that. They call that stimulus or or trickle down or whatever. But One day the arts. One day we we helped the arts. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, 1% for the arts. Um. Yeah, so I just think it's a twisted, weird argument, but a whole bunch of people have been patterned to jump, you know, like a knee-jerk reaction. That's socialism. We can't be, you know, it's like, wait a minute. 
They don't call it that when they give tax breaks, abatements mm-hmm. to, yeah. All right. Can You're I, preaching to the choir, Kenny. I only have a second serious thing. The rest of it, I just want to screw around. You don't mind that I'm standing, right? I don't mind that you're standing. Yeah, I'm used to I'm used to your energy, Kenny. I'm impatient. That's a, that's a description I would say. I just want the next thing to happen. Usually, I know. Again, I'm used to your energy. Was that an insult or was it sort of like? No, it's not an insult. Okay. You're smiling. You know, it's not an True. insult. One serious question, and and Go. no, you can I pass on it if it's too serious? Can I have no? A safe you're not going to pass because I think you want to talk about it. You were really public about dealing with who you are and, you know, what you have faced in your life and what you're going mm-hmm. through. And I remember you wrote a letter to a bunch of your friends. I don't know how many. I know I was included. And you were going to go to Hawaii, right, just mm-hmm. to figure some shit out. But you I did. Was, can you just tell us that story? I'm getting like choked I up. Was going through, I was going through a rough time in my life, and I took a solo trip to Hawaii, and I reached out to a bunch of my friends, and I said – Hey, I'm going through a rough time and I'm going to go on a solo vacay. Would you mind just writing me a letter and sending it to this hotel that I'm staying at? And when I got to the hotel, I printed out all these letters from my friends. And I basically just like sat in beautiful places in Hawaii and read these letters from the most important people in my life. And they were like funny and sweet. And people sent me like pictures of their kids or random pictures from the internet of just like dogs and puppies and monkeys and wrote me songs and poems and it was the most beautiful experience. And I, I know it sounds cheesy, but I recommend doing it. And I still have all the letters and I read them every couple of years. And they're one of my most precious possessions. Did mine get lost or it made it to you, right? I hope <laughs> no, yours is in there. Because I don't if, remember what it said, but yours is in there. It, whatever it was, it was sincere. Cause I was hearing like, this was a legitimate, like, we care about our girl. What's going on with her? It was it was just a really listen. There's, I mean, whatever. Let's get real. I'm not great at like asking for help, and I think that's that's true with a lot of people my age, our age, our generation. We don't like to ask for help. We like to do things on our own. Um, so it's okay to ask for help, and that's what I did in that moment. I just asked for a little bit of support. It didn't cost anybody any money. That just was like, hey, I need this. You know, just write me a letter, one sentence, whatever. And it was, and so many people also were like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. Yeah. Well, what else have you done, or do you do to keep yourself? You know, that was the last healthy? thing I did for myself. No, I'm that sure you've done something. Oh, come on. That was it. That, I got to go needed, back to Hawaii. You just needed friend therapy and a trip to Hawaii, and and now you're stable, Allison Becker. You're good. That's all it takes. Uh, no, I didn't say I was stable. I just said <laughs> I just said I haven't done anything for myself in a while. Uh, something that you need to do, and I can't believe that you and I have not done this, but let's appropriate some funds, somebody else's money. Let's do well. Maybe the government, maybe the people who are worried about the. Student debt will support this project. Maybe we can okay, earmark go. some money for this. You and Pitch I it. are going to Europe. It's soccer Love time. It. It's soccer time. I mean, Kenny, WTF. Here's the thing. We'll update everyone on what's going on. If you don't know, the number one goalkeeper in the world has my same name. First and last, Allison Becker. LFC, Liverpool Football Club, has been a goddamn delight. Their fans are goddamn delights. Everyone has been so lovely to me and just played along with me sending out fake tweets as pretend Alison Becker. Everyone has been right before COVID. 
there was a network out there that was going to fly me out and like introduce me to Alison Becker. And, and I was all excited. And then COVID happened. So well, well, we got to go. That network's out. We're going to do this as our production. It's a film. It's going to be a short film. No, I'm dead serious. Why are you giggling? It's it's on. I'm in. I'm in. This is how shit gets I know done. you'll do it. Well, there's a whole bunch of those little, I got one on Mount Rainier I want to do. There's just like never the time because the stuff I'm doing keeps me just busy enough to not be able to say, I'm going to take six Listen, weeks. Kenny Maine's a busy guy. I am. He's a busy guy. You're kind of being a jerk on some of this. <laughs> this is why you're friends with me. This is, I'm not going to tell the story. I'm going to tell a different story later. Um, so those who, oh, no. did, Come on. You those tell the story. who did not catch all of that, she, <laughs> she has a name. Famous soccer player has the same name. And the, uh, we just didn't get into what, you know, engendered the whole thing was you, Alison Becker, actor, started getting hit on Twitter like great save or terrible play or, you know, what they were critical things and there were praiseworthy things. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm not that. I, you handled it funny. You you would sometimes comment in a weird way that almost played it along like maybe you are or I'm not that Alison Becker. You know, you kind of played both ends. Yeah, sometimes people would just be like, what are you doing out there? You're messing everything up. And I would just tweet back and be like, I'm trying my best. I'm just making breakfast here. <laughs> and they loved it. And it's really fun. And now people like will tag me on purpose, like with, with miss, uh, miss Debs. So I'll write back, but everyone's been really great. I think it's funny. It's just this weird thing. And, and I love how certain things you read about them occasionally, like the, the now and then good, nice human thing that happened. Um, but they're uplifting, you know, like a whole bunch of people came together because of this weird mistake. And now you're, you're kind of like bonded with a brand new group of people across the pond. I know. And they're all like, come out, we'll take you to the pub. And I'm like, oh, I got to go. We got to do it, Kenny. When are we doing it? We don't need six weeks. We need five days. Uh, we could do this in three days, but let's take five to seven because of jet lag. Okay. And let's start a GoFundMe. Let's start a Kickstarter. no. no, no. no. We're going to make this happen because I can't, I can't believe I didn't already like that. That's on me. We didn't, yeah. we didn't effort it. It's, it's definitely because it's been like four years, right? It's been a while. Yeah. I think. I mean, pre COVID. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, at least a few. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. What thing would you like to make tomorrow what you're working on now? And this is no disservice to the fine employers she's already working for currently. What do you mean? What, what am I most excited about working on? Yeah, if you could snap your fingers, what day is it? Thursday. I always say this, like, I could start shooting on Monday. Like, and I believe it in a lot of cases, like the Allison Becker project, right? We could start on Monday. Do you have something like that that's in your heart? Like, man, I want this thing to happen. Yeah, I, so I write a lot. Uh, I write a lot of movies with partners. I work with Aaron Gibson, who I worked with on Tiny Tunes, and I work with Kimmy Gatewood, who's a big time director now. And I love working with both of them, and I love our dynamic. There is a project though that I'm working on by myself, and it's so hard to write by yourself when you're used to writing with partners. But um, that's but something that I would cut them out for the money, is what you're saying. <laughs> Yes, exactly. This would be an indie film, so I would probably make five dollars, if not lose five thousand dollars. But it's something that I just really want to, really want to make. And I'm not going to tell you about it yet. I'm not going to tell you about it until it's ready to go. Just, just any kind of hint. Uh, it takes place in the '90s, about a night, a girl going to high school in the '90s. And, that's uh, enough. Don't tell us anymore. You're going to blow the whole thing. Great. Did you Great. doll up for this? Did you like? Put a little time like i'm gonna look cute for this event I, here. I, yeah well i texted you yesterday and i was like or when we talked on the phone i was like do i have to put on makeup for this are we gonna be on zoom i have on like i have on my day makeup my light my light makeup a little bit of blush a little bit of mascara nothing crazy have you ever gone to like a big ass event and really gone to town you know how you know like put on a show with some yeah train behind you you know like <laughs> no not know, like that like, what's the biggest show you put on? But I'll, I'll like, you know, I mean, honestly, Kenny, it's really just putting on fake eyelashes. Yeah, I'm saying you've never worn like a Lady Gaga outfit to try to take over no. a red carpet is what I'm asking. No. Have you? I've done stupid things. Uh, my One of my favorite things that was stupid was where I dressed as a clown because that's such a put down when people call you a clown. So I can say, no, I literally was a clown. It we a, worked once when you were dressed as a clown. That's what I'm saying. Very funny episode. The, it was yeah, mainstream. The joke was that I was showing like trick plays in a clown outfit on a baseball field, and then we get the call that we got to rush to an interview because some major guy just and you got hurt. fell on an injured player and hurt I tripped. Him. I hurt him worse, and I'm interviewing about the serious thing, possible end of his career, and I'm in a clown suit. Guys, we're just this is just a long promo for Main Street. You should check it out on the internet and then you should give us money to make a TV show. That's keep going. Sorry. That's precisely, precisely what this is. Alison Becker kind of opening the door, taking you behind the scenes as to why we're doing the series of interviews. No, I would, if I didn't know you, I would want you on, but I knew you like, you'd be like, she's fun. She's funny. I see her in a bunch of stuff. I'm very charming. I know. Now, when you take commercials, you you sold yeah. what was one? It was anti antacid something. It was oh no, Kenny! It was diarrhea. I played woman with diarrhea. 
I auditioned for woman with diarrhea and I was given woman with diarrhea. And I think I knocked it out of the park. Um, I was playing opposite a woman who Alana Becker, no relation, hilarious lady. Uh, she was playing my anthropomorphized intestines. Mm -hmm. So she was literally dressed as intestines. <laughs> How did they talk? Hey, I bought a condo. <laughs> so they said, we'll give you X amount. It's you're not, it's not gonna be your favorite role. Let's shoot. It was so humbling. Do you know who Dave Navarro is? They ran the yeah, they ran the hell out of that ad, by the way. It was on all they the did. Time. Listen, you know who Dave Navarro is? He played uh he played guitar for uh yes. Jane's Addiction. I don't know right him, but I know okay. the name. So I was out to lunch once with a friend of mine, and we're out to lunch, and he and my friend is like looking behind me and he goes, Don't freak out, don't freak out. Dave Navarro is behind you. And I was like, I don't want to be Hollywood, but like, I know Dave Navarro, like we're friends. So I go over to Dave with my friend and he's like, Allison, how are you? And I was like, it's so good to see you. This is my friend, blah, blah, blah. And then Dave Navarro says to me, after I think I'm so fucking cool for knowing him, he goes, yeah, I, um, I saw you in that diarrhea commercial. Congratulations. <laughs> and I was like, no. That's rough. That reminds me uh, yeah. of the old, I think, Don Rickles joke where he's somewhere at a restaurant with a date and oh, no. he's trying to impress her and he sees Frank Sinatra, who he happens to know, and he finds a way to say, Frank, can you just, just brief, 10 seconds, just come by, say hi, you know, mean the world to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So later in the evening, dessert or whatever, he, uh, here comes Frank over to Don Rickles' table and starts to talk and Rickles is like, can you see we're fucking eating, Frank? That's a good one. Uh, Did you ever meet Don Rickles? I've never met Don Rickles. Did you Did like you meet Don Rickles? No, never. I was at his show back when I was in college. Oh wow! And got picked on by Don. I can't remember what it was. It was just, you're just like you, you can't talk. You just feel like an idiot. Kind of cover your face. He just, I'm yeah yeah you, you buddy. I'm you surprised know. you didn't, didn't give it back to him. You would now. Oh. Then I was 20 years old. I had like I didn't quite have the same skill set to stay in a conversation with Don Rickles. Probably. Do you replay it in your head and think of what you would say now? No, because I've forgotten what he said to oh, make fun of me. He just made fun of me like I'm a dork. So he had, you know, he was. Probably Were you a dork, dork, Kenny? In some ways, I am. Were you at the time? Oh, bigger than now. <laughs> <laughs> I was still finding myself. Where did you go to college? I forget. Georgetown in D.C. How come I didn't remember that? I don't know. What did you take? You mean what did I major in? That's another way to say it. <laughs> I majored in English with a concentration in writing, creative writing. And hey, that's what I'm doing. But at the time, was it because you wanted to go to Hollywood and do all that? Or was it something else? Um... I don't know. I always like I always like literature and writing. I knew I wanted to act, but I was like, Georgetown at the time didn't have a good acting program. They they have a better one now. And I was also like, I don't. And this is advice I give to like younger actors when they're like, Oh, where should I study acting? And I'm like, You should definitely take classes and learn a technique, but don't put all your eggs in that. Not not even your eggs in that basket. That's the wrong expression. But don't focus so much on acting that you all your. And this is true with writing too. If you're an actor, all your friends shouldn't be actors. If you're a writer, all your friends shouldn't be writers because then you're not going to have like life experiences to pull from, you know, like you got to make like friends who are outside of that circle. You got to talk to like 
weird, your weird old neighbor and, yeah. you know, your Lyft driver. And like, you got to have experiences outside of writing and acting or all you're going to have for your art is this insular bubble. And then it's not really art. We got pretty serious just now. You're welcome. So, sorry, you're buddy. welcome, America. Well, for that I was, advice. I was going to say similarly. I always say broad, same answer, but in a different way, broaden. Like if you want to be in media, don't just read the sports section every day. Read the yeah. editorials, you know, read the arts, you know, find out other ways to write and look at things. And that's our show. Allison Becker came on just to give the youth of America, all you TikTok kids, free shout out. You're welcome, kids. Have you ever been really sad when you walked yes. in? and wa- Sorry, is there no, more no, no, to this question? No, there's more. When you walked in. <laughs> such and such role and somebody else gets it and you're like, what the fuck? I'm funnier than that girl. What the hell happened here? And you like, you can't believe they didn't recognize what you pulled off in the room and you don't get called I mean, back. Yeah. Over. Listen, oh, this, you know, the, the women who were going out in my age group and my type for my, you know, it was a small group of us. So I know a lot of them. I'm friends with a lot of them. And 99% of the time I was like, of course she's better than me. Of course she's more perfect for this role. Every once in a while, there's one, though, where you're just like, God damn it, I could have really knocked that out of the park. Um, it happens. Uh, but, like, you know, you know what's funny? You know who Andrea Savage is? She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Goddamn delight. Um, she has her own show uh, called I'm Sorry, and she's lovely. And I, I did an episode of I'm Sorry with her. You should have been. We, you should have had that show that she took for herself. No, okay. no, it's her okay. show. She okay. created yeah. it. She's perfect at it. It's a great show. I recommend it. It's her show. But when we were shooting, when I was on set, we were shooting, and she goes, because I used to, you know, see her a lot at auditions, and she goes, "Hey, is there like someone like who's the person who like gets everything that you audition for? Like who's that person?" And I go, "Andrea, it's you." <laughs> You're that person. And guess what? You should get them all because she's fantastic. So it's like, I don't mean to, you know, be uh, cheesy again, but it is a pretty supportive, you know, it's usually a woman that I am like super supportive of. You're listening to Allison Becker, Women's Voices in Hollywood (laughs) as we continue. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple bitches I hate. (laughs) Just kidding. Have you shot in a movie or a good TV show? I'm sure you got cut in parks. Like you did good stuff and they just couldn't fit it. That probably happens, but you overshoot for a... But a movie where it was planned out and you kill your two minutes or whatever it is. Oh my God. Okay. So I have one line in The Other Guys. Uh, I play a reporter in The Other Guys, that that movie with Will Ferrell and I read uh, for that. I read for that, for real. Wait, for which role? For Will Ferrell's? No. Uh, some supportive role. The guy that was supposed to take it bailed and they needed anybody quick. And then all of a sudden he changed his mind and took back his thing. But it was the weirdest tryout. I'm in there. They're called auditions, but you got it. We call it a tryout in sports. Um, And and I'd memorized this section. It was was pretty, for me, memorizing that Your lines. Yeah, Yeah. I'll translate for the actors. Uh, He says section, he means his lines. I was off book. (laughs) Good job. Off book as we continue on... Women's Voices in Hollywood with Allison Becker, just giving comment occasionally about her life, her background, mm-hmm. where she's headed, her situation, and also just some advice. Just she just free advice. So Adam McKay's like, I got it memorized. I'm ready to go. I'm kind of nervous, you know. I, I couldn't believe they even called me for it. And hey, man, what about the Knicks? 
what? Uh, yeah, they should do pretty well this time. Or, you know, and next question. I'm like, let me do my fucking thing. I'm forgetting every word. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> and he goes on for like five minutes talking elite quarterbacks. You know, what the fuck? And I just said, I said, dude, uh, our little five-minute chat might have taken me off my – I don't remember a single word of anything. He says, I don't care. Do whatever you want. And so I just kind of vaguely remembered what the part was, thought I did halfway okay, played up how I would have done whatever it was, and didn't get it. But it was kind of fun. Kind but, of you ha- but doesn't that make you realize that, like, you were walking in there so nervous – but Adam McKay is probably like, oh, my God, this is Kenny Maine. He's probably, like, nervous, too. And he's like, oh, I want to talk to him about sports. He's going to think I'm cool if I talk to him about sports. <laughs> like, it kind of puts it in perspective. You know Maybe. what I mean? Kenny, you asked me a question 20 minutes I ago. I wanted want to talk it? about myself for a while. I know. I know. I'm used to Again, I'm familiar with your work. Um, have you ever been kicked out of something is what the question was. Okay. The other guys. I have one line in the movie. When we shot that, I had many lines in the movie. And my, I play a reporter, and in the original version of the script, they were going to keep cutting back to my, re- to me reporting yeah, and update. moving the story along. I and being understood. Like, Here's what's happening. I okay. understood. And we did so many different takes, and I play like just a very straight-laced reporter. But we did one. Owen Burke was one of the producers, and he's an amazing improviser. And he was like, "Okay, let's try one now where you're like a morning host." So I was just like, "Today we're talking about this in the stock market and." ice cream for dogs and it was so funny and we just kept like cutting back to this crazy morning host and then they were like we're not using it we don't have time for it did they call you and give you the bad news no they didn't but that's for a movie by the time it goes into post it's so far away like they they didn't so but i'm still in it i still got paid the thing that you want to make about the 90s high school girl that we spoke of earlier Yeah. Would you want to be there for all of it? Because sometimes you do something. I've done a bunch of stuff, and I just don't have time to be on the back end of it. I trust that they're going to carry out the best of whatever it was we did. But no, if, this this is one I want to be there for. That's what I'm saying. You need to take it to the end. Yeah. When's it going to be released? I haven't even finished writing it. Okay. So we're a little ways off from that. <laughs> yeah. I'll get there. Do you eat healthy at movies? Or I think you eat healthy generally. We had dinner together. You're generally on the health side uh, as opposed to the non-healthy That's side. That's funny but... that you think of me that way because I don't think I am. I eat a lot of garbage. No, movies that really? go po- straight popcorn. Even when when we were on lockdown, I, I stay in lockdown a little longer than most. Uh, but I the I would go to the movie theater to buy popcorn and eat it at home. <laughs> Gretchen and I did that in Santa Monica, that one little arty theater way out toward yeah, yeah. to the north, whatever area that is, and took it back to the hotel, watched a movie on our TV instead. It's great. Milk, movie popcorn is like no other. And milk duds. Mm. Free shut I like up. raisinets. Free shut up milk duds. I'm trying to quit drinking Coca-Cola. And I've How's cut that going? Really good. Like, really well, I should say. Um, like, if I go to dinner, I'll do it halfway through the meal. Tell them half a Coke and just a few sips. That's a fascinating story, Kenny. I think we lost all our listeners. No, we didn't. It was a setup to tell you more about health <laughs> Okay, tips. okay, okay, okay. Why are you ruining my show? The two of Why you are you trying still to listening. Sabotage, Don't leave. 
How do you know it's only two? Don't I know? I can sense it. Don't leave. Do you think? Wait a minute. What if all your stupid British people all listen and drive our ratings up? Let's go. Ah, you'll never walk alone. When I said stupid, I meant in the Stuart Scott way, like funny, those crazy guys. Because right before every show, when I did with him, he would go, time to get stupid. Like right one second before we're about to go. And it, right, Don't love you love it. that when somebody, I think you do that for people, because I've worked with you, say something silly right before it's about time. Do to- you know my favorite thing to do? I did this too. She's now my best friend, but the first time we worked together, she brings this up all the time. Right before the camera rolled, it was the first time we were working together, and I just whispered in her ear, don't fuck this up for me. I love that. <laughs> so you can use it if you want. Well, I I had that very same advice given me as I went out to do something in my old job. At the very beginning, like one of my, might have been my first year, it was, they started a car ra- second year, they started a car racing show. I knew absolutely nothing about car racing. Not, not a this single. Didn't stop you before, Kenny. <laughs> Just. And Howard Katz goes, don't fuck this up, and sends me out on stage. Like, But that was a great line. Makes you giggle, right? Uh, do you t- I used to, in live theater, we used to mess with each other before someone would walk out on stage in live theater. Are you talking about Upright Citizens? Yeah, like or anything. Like Even I, when I did plays and stuff in, in college and high school. It's just funny, like right before someone walks on stage, you'd be like, your fly's down, because then they walk out on stage like, oh, God. <laughs> but well, you'd only do, would you do that when it was a serious show? Yeah. <laughs> Still just try to make the person kind of goof off. Yeah. Of theater kids. Sometimes theater kids play a game called pass the penny where there's, a, if you've been doing a show for a while, someone's holding a penny on stage and you try and pass it to your other actors in the middle of the scene oh, without the audience knowing. What happens on those rare occasions where somebody just forgets it's their moment. They're supposed to say that two sentences. Do the other people jump in and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll improvise your way forward. through it. But man, I've seen, I remember two, one in college and one in high school where somebody just like flubbed a line and skipped like a massive chunk of the play. It gives me anxiety just thinking about it. This reminds me, my sister was in the Fantastics in high school. Oh, it, the Fantastics. Yeah. That's uh, and, great. And, good fences make good neighbors. That's my, such a great show. Well, the best part of the show was my Uncle Gordy's there, big, loud voice, right? And they're... <laughs> It's the, it's in the little theater, you know, like the cool little secondary theater, not the gym. It's like a black box show. It was kind of cool. And there was something happened. Somebody sang whatever happened. And there's this silence and, and Gordy had didn't, you know, the music was up or whatever. And it dies no. right as he says, God, this is boring. <laughs> no, Uncle Gordy. In the little theater. <laughs> Uncle Gordy, no. Did you do performances in your younger years and then look out? And see people you know and weird out a little bit like, man, I'm doing this thing that I'm trying to do. And that person. No, that- because I remember the lights. I remember the first time like being on stage and the lights are just so bright and you're just like, oh, God. So it was hard to see, you know, like most kids I perform in like gymnasiums. So like most people are far away. Yeah. And I didn't see them. Is it funny to you how many or maybe you recognized it at the time? Sometimes you're around people, whatever the discipline is, whether it's sports or acting, or whatever. You're like that guy or that girl that. She's going to be something. And you were at Upright Citizens and a whole bunch of you became something. Looking around the room like, oh, he's making it. She's making it. You know, did you already yeah. feel the talent in the room? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. I mean, you you knew who had like that spark, you know, like I think of like Jack McBrayer, 
who, you know, seeing him do improv early on, he was just like magical on stage and like, was just like, you know, trucking along, nice guy doing improv and like killing every show he ever did. And then he got 30 rock and blew up. That's fun. And then you can still, and still a delight. It's funny though. I was around the comic world because I had a good friend who was in it. So I went all the time. I was in LA, San Francisco, Seattle, big name, Dana Carvey's the headliner, you know, way back. I'm just out of college. And while I feel like there were some relationships where you'd actively root for somebody else's success, that world seemed a little darker than the you know the world you're in, where it seems like there's well, more of a collaboration and a rooting for than I'm, I'm also make it. lucky that I came out of Upright Citizens Brigade because I had a community of support. So like, you know, and so did Aubrey Plaza, and so did Ben Schwartz, and so did John Glazer, and like so we all had like when we all moved from New York to LA, we had a built-in community, we had a built-in support system, and we all you know would help each other out and you know, now some of those people are like big directors and big producers and they'll, we'll call each other in for stuff. And I, I realize being in Hollywood now for so long that when I meet other actors, they don't have that support system. And I think that breeds the, com- the competition and that breeds the ill will. Not that everything in our world is perfect, um, but I think we're, I, I'm very, very grateful that I have that support system. Did the support system back in the early years go to the extent of, dude, I need to stay on your couch for two weeks? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like. Can you loan me $50 <laughs> just till Tuesday? Like that stuff. Yeah. I mean, when I moved out to L.A., I, I slept on Nick Kroll's couch for two weeks because I didn't have a place to stay. Like you, this is, we, we were always like looking out for each other. I remember when I was in long distance sales, this is just before I got my ESPN job, a friend, Dean Etzel and I, he had, he was doing better than me, but there were times he needed me probably more than him. And you'd write the other guy a check on Tuesday. It doesn't really get through, but it's, you know what I mean? And then pay, paydays Friday or whatever the case was like, it's sort of, that's a little bit on the edge, what we've all gone through in different periods to what Aubrey's movie is about. You know, somebody paying yeah. off student loans, dealing with life, living with strangers in a shared apartment, and okay, I'll do a little crime, see how that works out. But it's, you know, I think debt is a real thing in like the arts that people don't always talk about. But again, that support system was so great because, like, you know, some years I am on a show and I'm killing it, and some years I'm like, you know, hustling a little more. So, what's great with my extended friend group is everybody's kind of aware that our careers are up and down. So like when someone's on a show and you go out to dinner, it's like, I got it. I got the bill. I'm on a show. You know, this one's on me. And then you take turns and it's kind of like just an unwritten rule of like, Hey, I'm, I'm paying for everything this year. <laughs> Cause I, I'm good. Yeah. And maybe celebrate and lift somebody else up at the same. I mean, hopefully people are doing that for strangers as well, particularly with what's happening in the country. Um, yep. What are you going to do after this concludes? Do you have other big interviews? You mean I know right you, today? No, literally after we are done, are you doing People Magazine? Like, what are you doing the rest of the day? I'm going to help my dad finish trimming the hedges. That's my day, y'all. Big time Hollywood uh, actor over here. What part of Florida? Uh, right in the middle, near Orlando. Do you know that there is a place called Hollywood, Florida? I am aware of that. I'm not in Hollywood, Florida right now. I stay there when I go to Gulfstream Park. I took you to, I think you've been to Del Mar, and I think you've yeah. been to Hollywood Park, the old, the one that got torn down. 
Don't you remember we all went out? Let's go to the horse races. It was like a Thursday night or whatever. The summer when we shot, we shot in L.A. Yes, well, yes, yes. I remember. I remember. And did you enjoy your time? Yes, I enjoyed my time, Kenny. Do you know Nate Schelke? I'm going to ask a second person. Oh, he is so funny. Who doesn't love Nate Schelke? He is so... Nate Schelke, whoever's listening, if you don't know who Nate Schelke is, look up his work. He's so funny if and such know, a nice guy. Know. No, he. this goes back to when I was doing these pretend football stories. I think you were in a couple. You were in one with John Mayer. I know that. Yep. And we would occasionally, instead of just doing a silly little skit with a football player and a coach or whatever, we would need an actor to play a little... We needed a filler, and we couldn't just rely on grabbing a guy off the street, right? So Nate almost became like the point guy because he did a couple. I said, dude, I need three guys tomorrow at Central Park, and you get them 100 bucks a piece, you know, whatever, whatever the thing was, right? I would just pay him out of my pocket, and I think we would pretend there was a large company meal to – I mean, it was real money I paid. I should get it back. Uh, but they were great. They were so fun to work with, and so you could just tell, you know? They kind of like – Oh, hundred bucks. Cool. I'll do that for an hour. You know, cause they were on their way to their regular job, whatever that was. But also like Kenny, those, those days when you would pay young actors, literally uh, he would pay us just like a hundred dollars cash out of his pocket. That's sometimes, you know, we'd like be our food for a couple days, you know, like it was, there's, that's the thing I think people don't understand about actors now that it's like, Oh, you made it. You're on a TV show. But especially when you're young, like you're, you're hustling, you know? And it's not like that for most other jobs. Like, I guess an artist or a musician could pull the same thing. I'll play yeah. for you. Or I'll do, but, mo you know, somebody who wants a job at Boeing, somebody who wants a job, you're right, there's no, there isn't the you same can't, thing. You can't come in and be like, can you design this plane for a day? I I'll mean, give you 100 bucks. Maybe. Maybe you help with the next door neighbor's Pinewood Derby because you're a Boeing engineer wannabe. Exactly. Or, I don't know. Um, why don't you come up to Seattle more often? Or have you ever even been here? I've been to Seattle many times, Kevin. I know you have. I will be up now more now that my elderly dog has passed away and I don't know. I was asked I was just about to ask. That's okay. He was seventeen, y'all. He had lived a great life. I miss him every day. But You're... now that I don't have to wait on him hand and paw, <laughs> I'm a comedian. Uh I can I have more time to travel. So Alice and I shot something right around the Super Bowl week. It was like a fake NFL pregame show. That was the joke. And they, some of the good parts. He comes to my home. To my home. Yeah. And we went to dinner. But on that meeting, I met your dog, who was not doing great at the time. Oh, that's right. You did meet and him. And then not long boy. after, let me, I'm going to say April, April, mm -hmm. yeah. passed away. And tell me of your love for that dog. Uh, like a love between no other living beings, Dignan and I, just inseparable. I had him from my 20s into my 40s. You know, he, he grew up with me. And he was there for me and through thick and thin, and I, I miss him every day. Here's the thing, though. I used to say, I mean, you, you have dogs, so you get it. I used to see people with, like, dogs that were, like, 19 years old, 20 years old, sometimes even, like, 21 years old, and you're like, Oh my God, what do you feed this dog? Like how I was always like, how do I keep my dog alive for that long? And then once he got to a certain point, I was like, oh, I don't think those people who have like 21 year old dogs should be keeping their dog alive. Do you know what I mean? Like the, I think there it's, it's easy to get a little selfish and it's, don't get me wrong. It's hard to say goodbye, but, uh, I think at some point you have to be like, 
is this dog living a good life and should I keep him yeah. alive? But that's always, I mean, that's a hard decision with any living thing, right? Oh um, my God. And yeah. I don't know. I could tell, and you guys kind of made dark humor, I think, for your own good, maybe. Like, I better get in there. He doesn't have, you know, like, it's we okay. We would say he's, uh, Max says he, he went to college. We would say, okay, we're going to send him off to college soon. That helped us deal with it. Are you going to get another dog? I'm not ready. He's, I, maybe one day. Uh, I might start fostering, but but he was my my special guy. You know what? I'm not ready yet. I'd like to withdraw that because that's almost as ill-mannered if somebody lost a child. Are you going to have another baby? I mean, that really is. I don't think, I, I think it's fair to ask if. I would get another dog. I love dogs. I'm not, that doesn't insult me. That question doesn't insult me. You can come and visit I'll, our dogs. I'll tell you when you insult me, Kenny. Notice I'm, I didn't say if, I said when. True. Remember when Riley and Annie, my daughters, would come in when we were shooting at ESPN Main Street? This is, they were like seven, eight years. They were young. Yeah, I would have so much fun. I don't know if you remember, but I oh, would yeah. have so much fun just like coloring with them. Yeah. And they would go to the coffee maker and serve like seven cups. Nobody even wanted coffee, but they they walk around. Would you like sugar? Those were fun <laughs> days for them. They remember them well. Oh, good. Uh, they're so grown up. Riley is twenty three. That is insane. Working for the Lincoln Project. I know. I Annie can't believe she's twenty three. She's a senior at Boston U. Bonkers. Um, I respect your time and what you've given. Although you know, we have a few minutes. I don't respect your time. No. I respect your time. Let's take a small commercial break now. I went to a great breakfast place. I'm going to hype this place. It's called High Top. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it's on the eastern shore of... I'm sorry, the western shore of Lake Washington, looking east. You're doing a bad job. You're doing a bad yeah, job. Not, I don't want anybody to go. Right. I don't want anybody to go because I want to keep it to myself. No. It, What'd you have? I had, I made up my own omelet. She said, do you need a menu? I said, no, I memorized breakfast when I was five. Okay. <laughs> I'm so annoyed by people with breakfast menus. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing about Kenny. Like I, this waitress, I don't know if she knew who you were, but like the first time you meet Kenny, he'll say something like that. And you're like, is this guy a dick? And then 30 seconds in, you're like, oh, no, he's not a dick. He's just very funny. Oh, my God. Gretchen and I get in. The only thing we argue about, maybe two things, parking, where to park, and when to order. I was like, Gretchen, this is just this meal. Later, there'll be another meal. After that, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to have this be the biggest decision this week. This Either want eggs, oh, pancakes. It is for Max. I have never gone out with my boyfriend, I think once in our whole relationship where he hasn't asked for more time when, you know, when the server comes over and goes, do you need another minute? And I'm like, just pick something. What? I mean, <laughs> breakfast in particular. I agree. Some restaurants have the special omelet or whatever. Put that on the fucking board. Otherwise, you as you the know, consumer. You know what you're getting. Do you know what? Can I name some breakfast products for you? I'm just going to uh, let's play a game. Every, pancakes. Yeah, there you go. Eggs Benedict. No, 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 no. You went out of turn. Start over. Ready? Go. Pancakes. Waffle. French toast. Omelette. Any sort of eggs Benedict, including eggs Florentine. Two eggs poached. And then that's pretty much it. Unless you're in the South, there might be some grits. No, there was a, quite a few more. If you want to bail on and I say that I won, no, but fine. I'm just, go ahead. Okay, two Little eggs pigs. scrambled. 
little pigs. <laughs> no Do you know how they eat bacon? No in, when we go to England for our shoot, they eat bacon. Have you been to London? You've been there. Yeah, many times. Um, you've been everywhere many times. <laughs> many times. France. Um, <laughs> many times. They bring bacon out in, in, in London, and I'm like, dude, can you cook? Please put a, it just came out of the package, right? Like their first run bacon, like the the rarest, if you will, it looks like it just came out of the package. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not, I like our bacon better. I like it in the middle. Uh, let's see, crepe. Oh, we're still going? Well, there was a little timeout for some side story. Oh, this is very funny. Riley, when she was like six, seven, she was just learning to read, and she reads eggs any style, you know, $17, whatever it was. Comes her turn, she says, I'll have the eggs any style, and the style shall be scrambled. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's adorable. You know the other one that's pretty solid from her? When she was just learning to drive, we came to a four-way stop, and I'm, you know, next to her, like, oh, you know, it's your turn, and she just barely touched the gas and just coasted in slow motion through the middle of this four-way and just said, there's a lot of activity taking place right now. <laughs> what about a breakfast hash? Oh. What about tater tots? Uh, you're, you're veering into lunch. You can do it, but you're veering into lunch. Breakfast burrito? It's a brunch. Well... Okay. If we're going to go to town, they have a variety of cereals, one of them being Cocoa Puffs. Justin's getting the cereals. What's your favorite? Mine's life real soggy. I barely like breakfast cereal anymore. I like, I'd rather make oatmeal. I'd rather cook up some oatmeal on the stove. Mm-hmm. What do you put in that oatmeal? Brown sugar and milk. And maybe a, maybe a slab of butter. Old school grandma crate and milk. I put, this is weird, but I put honey and cashews in my... Hmm. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He Do doesn't bu- like it. That's something you I buy. Want that protein. That's something you buy from like a guy in a knit cap, even when it's 80 <laughs> degrees at one of those huts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting a new series. I was going to shoot it and I might shoot it tomorrow or today. I got to make it happen. It's called That Is Some Bullshit. So the opening episode, I'm going to go to like a coffee stand. Mm-hmm. not show the markings, but, you know, somebody that will play along. And, you know, uh, three shots of espresso, light on the water, like a strong Americano, please. How much water? Less water than had we not had this discussion, right? If I had just said three-shot Americano, there w- you would have put what water you wanted to. Now I'm asking you to put less. Can you do that? So that's how that conversation starts. Then, you know, he brings it out. How much is that? Six eighty-five. Six. Six dollars. That is some bullshit. I see where we're going. I pause and I go, that is some bullshit. Join us next time on that is some bullshit. Who's in on that? Have a listener, dear listeners, has Kenny yet gone on his Starbucks rant? Oh, God. (laughs) It's been mentioned. (laughs) I mean, at the beginning, after Howard Schultz sold the basketball team to people who don't live in Seattle and they left to Oklahoma, becoming the Thunder. And that's another thing, a hang-up of mine. Like, when it's a singular sports team, the Thunder, you say the Thunder is good. Yeah. You don't say the Thunder well, are bad. You wouldn't I say... I would say the Jazz are. Is. The Jazz Jazz is. is. Jazz is and is. Seahawks okay. are and are. Okay, wait, let me w- think. Would you say... The Se- Avalanche? The Avalanche, singular name. 
I know. The I Avalanche not is my problem. the Avalanche. Are. I didn't do the naming of the teams. I'm just I'm what, just trying to think of all the singulars. Okay, do you remember William Sapphire? New York, yes, New York wrote Times. The New York Times on language. Yes, he column. did. Among other things. Okay. He ruled on it. You can look back, look up William Sapphire. Oh, they have a guy now who's good too, but William Sapphire was incredible. He he would just write about like I know it sounds nerdy, but like grammar or like where a word came from, etymology, and it was just fascinating. You know where I've fallen apart entirely is punctuation. Like, yeah, I forgot. You're not bad at punctuation. I'm not you horrible, just but not I, to use it. what I, yeah, what I do to mask that, I just go dot, dot, dot. Just like, fuck, is that a comma, semicolon? What do you got here? I don't know, but I'm going to go a few dots. Kenny's big on the correct placement of only oh, as an adverb. Indeed. You wouldn't He's big say. On it. He corrects me a lot on that. I like, I only you went to it? the storm game this week. That's not true because if only I went to the storm game this week. That means I did nothing else. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I went only to the storm game this week, right? I didn't go to other games. Well, in fact, well, it's not. You don't say I only have one dog. You say I have only one dog. That's a better example than mine. Yes, exactly. Because otherwise, the only is modifying the have when you want it to be modifying the dog. Joining us, we lost. We lost the last two. Joining us, we lost the last two. Allison Becker joining us to talk about word usage and women's studies in Hollywood <gasps> and quiz me on what is mascara. How did you not think I knew what mascara was? Uh, sometimes men think, men who don't use makeup think that mascara is eyeliner. What do you think about the men who announce that they are alpha males? I'm a real I mean, alpha. It- yeah. In a nutshell, they're dicks, and I want to know nothing to do with them. I don't. Somebody just wrote about that on Twitter because somebody said it, bragging up how alpha he was, and it was like that's that's a sign, people. Yeah, I, I only, walk the other way. Yeah, I only thought of that because we were talking about word usage. I thought we did well. We flowed together in different spheres and oceans. Later in the show, we went down a river, and then a tributary. And ran into a stump. <laughs> in an estuary? <laughs> what is an isthmus? An isthmus, I believe, is when like a piece of land becomes very narrow and connects two bodies of water very close to each other. Is that true? Yeah. You're sure? Well, because I know Catalina has an isthmus and I've been to it. And it's where when you, it's a very narrow strip of land where you can look at one side of the ocean and then the other side. And the, but the isthmus is the strip of narrow strip of land, I believe. A narrow strip of land with sea on either side forming a link between two larger areas of land. A she narrow, nailed it! A narrow organ passage or piece of tissue connecting two larger parts. Oh, I didn't know that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our guest, Alison Becker, who is one of the foremost experts in the world on ithmus. <laughs> Would the plural be ith's my or ith, ith's missus? I'm going to go with the latter, but I don't know. Ith's. I mean, you're the one with dictionary.com open. We've made so many plugs to so many brands. You know what I think? Dictionary.com. I, I had ith's miss, not 
you you did it expertly. It's like you read from the fucking dictionary when I asked you what a word for word actually. <laughs> <laughs> did you look it up? I didn't. You, I swear to God, I go to the word, in Catalina. No, no, no. <laughs> you said it word for word. What's in Webster's dictionary? Did you ever play? Penny, the... I'm in Mensa. Oh, you I'm brought a smart lady. you've brought that up a few times. You have, haven't you? You bring that up I'm almost as lady. often as when Whenever I say. Whenever I can. Almost as often as when I say I have a picture with Sue Bird and I'm on her show coming up. Or as often as you say you played football, you and LV. I rarely say that. People ask. I you don't say th- it to me a lot, Kenny. I do not. <laughs> yes, you do. You're a liar. Do you wait? You know what you have to do. I, I maybe I'll ask Gretchen to do this with me. We should make Kenny Main bingo. <laughs> and you just you write like you know nine things that you do or say often. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone tries to win bingo. I think that's kind of fun. I think that's yeah. a, wait a minute. Let's talk on the side on this one. Yeah. We're not giving this shit out for free. That was a brilliant idea that has so much more than just calling Gretchen and fucking with me. All right. That's really funny. Did you ever play the dictionary game? They made a game of the dictionary game that we called, um, like my uncle brought a dictionary out and we made up this thing called the dictionary game or somebody did. He got it from somebody. Is it like Balderdash? It's precisely like that, except you don't have to buy Balderdash. You just need a dictionary. So we would pass the dictionary around. Everybody had to be honest. Has anybody heard of this word? You know, there's so many words we never heard of, right? Everybody says never heard of the word. And then everybody writes down a definition. You got The problem is a lot of people don't know how to sound like a dictionary. So right away, you're, you're hearing this thing read out that it's a thing over by the water deal. You no, know, like, no, no, not a dictionary. Um, you can always say a small bird because there's so many small birds. That's always a good one. But my grandma Creighton would start. It's Smith, a small bird. Oh, my grandma, my grandma Creighton would start giggling and laughing as soon as the beginning of her terrible answer you know, was coming up. And so, you know, she's out. So you could vote for yourself to get a point. You hope others vote for you. And if you get the right one. Was Uncle Gordy there? Oh, yeah. But he didn't say this is boring. (laughs) Nope. That was at the Fantastics. Our guest, Allison Becker, has been talking about women in Hollywood, isthmus and language usage, and making fun of me, mainly. And I wish you well. You were so fun, as I expected. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kenny. I love you. Love you, too. Be well. Hope to see you. Hey, Maine is a production of me, Kenny Maine, and Odyssey. Our senior producer is Paul Aspen. Our executive producer is Jody Avergan. And our executive producer for Odyssey is Lena Glazer. If you like our show, please rate us, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. 